Hello, this is Nisha here. So this is your 10th Lattice podcast. I think we're going to wrap up season one of this podcast. Someone asked me a while ago, what's the difference between an INFJ, a unicorn, and a starseed? I kind of feel that unicorns and starseeds, I think unicorns and starseeds are the same thing, really, to be honest with you. I feel that they come in various personalities, predominantly INFJs. And what sets them apart is that they work in this sort of thankless space that in what they do holds others, it boosts other people up. It's often unseen. It's a process of creating or doing that gives forward and creates legacy. I often have very, very young people speak to me of legacy. And they're the same people who also speak about seeing signs such as feathers from young ages. They always have a slightly different interpretation of the, the first funerals or the first family members that they lose, the sense of the energy of the first passing on. And I've had a number of experiences now for people who are not not only close to me in their family, but have kind of been a light in some way or another for others. They've been a, a certain era of certain type of support. And I've often found that as they are passing on, I can really feel them and I can feel them using my energy to navigate to the next. And I've had that experience again in the last few days. And I always know when they've passed on, even if I haven't been told yet. So the other profound thing that happened for me this week was I went to see the film Leonard Cohen, the documentary on the song Hallelujah. It was a very last minute decision. My mother's always been a huge Leonard Cohen fan. I've always been a fan of his songwriting and I bought a book of his poetry for someone in the past that I was in a relationship with. I've just completed reading The Flame, listening to it, where I, I would really like to have a physical copy as well. I put it on my birthday wish list. It was the sort of film I needed to see this week. I've been going through a lot in terms of not being able to share some of my most personal writing with people. And it's really brought home to me how important it is for me to write. And there was a real sense at the end of the film with Leonard Cohen and in the introduction even for the book that though he was many things, being a poet and a writer was the most profound. It was the most significant for him. The only difference is we, we <laughs> strikingly have is that he, he didn't particularly like using elaborate notebooks and a little bit of a notebook snob. I, um, I only really have one type of notebook I like using now. Whereas he tended to use the sort of cheaper notebooks. I, I don't like the way that Franklin Penny bleeds. So that, that was one marked difference, but he... He had a, a labeling system for his notebooks that, that nobody understands. Like when they went to compile the book, The Flame, they aren't even chronological, the, the numbering system, because he went back and, and wrote new parts in in different colored ink over different years. So no one understood his system. And I've a feeling that that could apply to my work notebooks here. The rest of my notebooks tend to be chronological. There's just such a deep need to write. It's a, it's a process of thought. And whereas I feel that he often wrote from a place of deep suffering, 
he went through a lot in his life. I think he was a difficult person to love or to be in a relationship with. He went through really profound periods of depression. He went through a period of joining a Zen monastery above LA for 12 years by becoming a Zen priest, even though he was born into the Jewish faith. There's a very spiritual side to his work. There's a very prayer-like quality to his writing and to his song composing. And that can simply be seen as, I would call it a routine, others would call it a practice. But it's a routine that you have to do every day. And in the sense that it allows you to think to the other side. The only difference for me is that I'm I'm creating from a place of unconditional love. And I, I don't want to create from a place of suffering. I only want to create from a place of love. It's why sometimes when I'm, I'm deep in writing other books for sort of humanity, I need to be writing other, other work from solely from a place of love. I can't just be writing about the observations of what doesn't work. I have to be able to show the very simplistic solutions that the lack of need, that the ability to have unconditional is so vital. One of the other funny things I've noticed about INFJs, because I saw this with David Bowie as well, and Leonard Cohen, and then Glastonbury rocked around and Kate Blanchett and Tilda Swindon did it as well. We all love wearing suits. Like, who else is going to wear a suit on stage to sing? I found that highly entertaining. If I had more money, I would have more suits. I've been wearing suits since I was very young. It's, I don't know, it's just such an INFJ thing to be in a suit. There's a, a cleanness and... A, There's just a quality to it that that I find very entertaining. There's a sense of being so kind. There's a sense of watching his kindness squashed a little bit in the world. I don't think anyone else could have stood on stage in such integrity and gifted a Jewish prayer at the end of singing Hallelujah in Tel Aviv and asked for peace between the Israelis and the Palestinians. No one else could have done that in a way that was so clean that wouldn't invoke any negativity or it was just a poignant moment. And watching the interviews of everyone who has sung Hallelujah, and this is what I mean about creating and gifting forward. We'll go back into the time scale in a minute of, of, of the difficulty of being ahead and being pioneering and creating for the future. But He created that piece of music and wrote over a hundred verses. He spent seven years writing it, which seems significant to me too, a seven-year process of getting to the right verses, starting it in Paris. But for every person who sings it, they have a profound experience with their audience. He has gifted the experience forward. He talks about creating experiences in his writing. And I so understand that, creating a reaction. But it's not one of ownership. And that's the difference. That's why this podcast is going in this section, in this place. It's that ability to do that. It's the ability 
to go through something and to integrate it and to take so much time and often suffering. Only I don't like suffering. But whatever process you want to put on it. And to then be able to release it so that even when you record it in 1984 and your record label won't release it in the States, they sneer at it, that you can wait for someone else to record it in 1991 and another person in 2004 and another in 2008 and for it to continue to roll to somebody else that approximately every decade it will take new legs and for it to end up at the place where three people will be in the charts one Christmas in three different places in first, second, and I think he was at 36. And he doesn't care. He can just jest about the fact of, oh, maybe it's time for him to stop singing it for a while. It's to remain in this space and to stay balanced, clean, together, secure, to not need vices. Like my vices are coffee cafes, Sunday mornings in the city, dark chocolate, walking, the beach, salt water, writing, having a new notebook. But if you don't have that, it's such a fine line. And that's why he, he ended up as an alcoholic for a number of years. And I always warn the males with his personality in particular. There's just too much of a pattern of them losing all of their finances to their agents. There's just been so many that that has happened to. I think it's, um, I've spoken about this in other podcasts, like it's this bizarre place of gullibility that INFJs are capable of. That ability to see so much but to travel through the world with such kindness and trust that you have the ability to be ripped off completely. Like for, for him to go to an ATM machine in his 70s and find that he had absolutely no money left and to go back on the road touring. But the biggest part that I have taken out of my experiences for, for this month really is just how important it is for me to write, how deep that is, how deep that need is. And it's something that you're gifting forward. And if you can't, it's a very crushing experience.